Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kim, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. Everybody out there, you are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm that dude, Dev McMillan. I'm at the round table with my brothers, B. Austin and Jimmy, the blueprint in the building. Look, man, the load management conversation keeps coming up in the NBA, so we're going to discuss it some more, as well as a bunch of other topics from the past week in sports, so keep it locked right here for the next two hours. And if you want to get in on the conversation, sign in right now to the By the Hood chat room. Um, that's on blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you can join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. You can also call us directly in about 10 minutes after we talk some college football with Fred Purdue and open up that digital extreme tech hotline, that number as usual, 323-410-0012. But before we get started, like we do every week, make sure that during the week when we're not live on the air and you're just chilling or working or driving or doing what you do, Make sure you check out archived episodes of our show on our network at warroomsports.com and the Warroom Sports mobile app. Also, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker, Blog Talk, wherever you do your podcast listening, just check it out because we're most likely to be there. But when you check out the Warroom Sports podcast network, you can check out our other shows as well. Um, shout out to the people on our network, man, the Broad Street Line with Roy and Chris, uh, the Tissue and the Tape Hip Hop. Podcast with uh, Phil Maddock and Survive. We got the mayor with After Further Review. Um, and a, a whole lot more, man. If you like to eat, got John Appetit with the Burtons. Let you know what's real in these streets as far as restaurants. Um, if you're a foodie, check it out. Yo, what up, fam? I got a question for y'all, man, before we get started, man. What are y'all thoughts Some really good. on lengthening the school day by three hours? I will smack the shit out of everybody, and I apologize to our <laughs> yeah. listeners for the foul filth. I will, I will do. That is what will happen. Don't, don't. I will. Do if you guys out there haven't heard and would be also so upset about uh, Kamala Harris, um, Democratic. Well, she's yeah. trying to become the Democratic nominee for the presidential bid for 2020. Um, she is proposing a bill that would lengthen the school day by three hours. So she said, you know, basically have kids in school, maybe around 8 a.m. and out of school by 6 p.m. So sounds like uh, B. Austin doesn't like it. I know, I know, I know I'm up here as if I'm a hater, but yo, y'all know she's an agent, right? She's not with us. Some (laughs) might say Barry was an agent, but she definitely an agent, man. She with them, man. Hey, on, on some selfishness, if I could have something like that for the next five years, that'll save me a whole lot of money in aftercare. I ain't mad at it now. I'll probably be mad at it, you know, once once the month they're old enough to 
come home on a school bus by themselves, six o'clock is a little silly. But you're now irate when they, yeah, I'm, I'm, you'll be I'm irate good. when they get up when they get up before dawn and and then have to come home after it's dark. Yo, I smack oh, fire well, out there. I, my Yo, my, my son's school is, started uh, seven fifty five. He got to be in class, so we already up before. Yo, my thing is this though, and um, uh, brother Hank, shout to our brother Hank, who was uh, in our group chat. He brought it up. Like, what is the what is she trying to do? Like, what is the point? Is she trying to get them more classroom time? Like, teachers Hank, already she's working out. for the white man. That's what she's doing. <laughs> Yo, I mean, even she with that down with Serena and them. All right, but what's her objective? Even with that being said, what's her objective? Yeah, because I, 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 mean, I don't really see this without make the white man with, happy. Without further explanation, I mean, how does that make really them happy? Is what I'm trying to figure this out. Getting like, votes for her. I mean, but she also like came said, out this week and said, she said black men wouldn't get shot by the police if they had jobs. But I mean, that's either here or there. I need some context behind that one. You know how we pull quotes. Yeah, it's <laughs> sound crazy. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm that sound crazy. I'm definitely, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm definitely not giving you full context, but that's intentional because you know yo, I'm talking trash. Yo, so. yo. But that, but that, word, that <laughs> is what she said. We gotta get these I, I memes think... off, and we gotta listen, get this hyperbole you... out. <laughs> no, truthfully, if you listen to the whole Hot thing, take. I, I know what she was trying to communicate, but that's what came out. Like I don't think right. she yo. was trying to say that, but that's what she communicated. Major, major key <laughs> announcement. Y'all can y'all can hit the dropping y'all can hit the dropping news or not, but my brothers and I, not that they even know this, we will be coming with a podcast called Hyperbole and Hot Takes in 2020. They don't even know that. And if y'all still <laughs> we coming with Tim Boots H&H, baby. and loose and loose jeans because we don't wear tight jeans. Funny thing is we've been saying that for like the last six years. Let our hands go on these mates. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna ruin, ruin all of y'all. He's gonna ruin all these mates. Outline. Ruin just all of y'all. But no, like <laughs> I said, man. I'm, 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 at least at the moment. Mr. Boy, I'm not on page as they say he was gonna ruin death. Nigga, he yeah, said he's he gonna, he ruin gonna ruin me. Damn! It's, it's getting Yo, crazy in these internet streets, man. He said but I Jimmy was gonna ruin, ruin you, though. He said I was he the dumbest F word on Facebook. Yo, what and Jimmy don't realize he gonna ruin him. What Jimmy don't realize, my brother, me and the brother on the other mic, we've been plotting on dude. Never mind, man. Alpo out. I'm tripping. Never mind. Somebody gonna tell me. <laughs> definitely tripping, dog. You definitely tripping. Hey, but look, back to the to the listening on some selfish stuff. Um, if you can go ahead and get yourself elected and do one term and we get this bill passed, and then you know, whoever comes in behind you. Donald Trump's you and, and erases everything it. you do, and my life will be perfect because uh, my youngin is on the bus stop at 6.55, and we pick him up from aftercare at 6. So this would be perfect. Uh, <laughs> save me that money. Yo, Kamala right. Harris got to get her honor snatched. <laughs> hey, yo, that didn't sound right. <laughs> Shut up. Shout out to who that originated with. Y'all know you know who you are. Yeah. All right, man. I so said let's, honor. Let's, not, let's, not 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 nothing else for her honor, cause like you can't like you can't say that black men get shot because they don't. No, ma. I'm sorry. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. Honor, not her, not her hymen. Um, let's get into some hot Yo! topics. 
Shout out to Tia. Shout out to Tia. Kind of crazy right now, cause <laughs> let's get to these sports, man. Cause this is yeah, yeah. I don't know what's we're, going we're on. Talk to Fred Purdue. Um, ask him about that as well. Um, but before we do that, man, hot topics are brought to you by my bookie. Like we always do about this time, let's rap for a minute about how much bread you can make sports betting at my bookie. The NFL is just creeping past the halfway mark, and the NBA season is already on fire, even if we're not talking about the actual play itself. So if you still haven't checked out my bookie, this is the perfect time to check them out. Lay down some scratch on the biggest games in sports. Join us and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. If you guys are tired of Getting a runaround from those other servers when it's time to collect your bread. That's why we urge you to join my bookie. If you win, they'll pay you no hassles. You're wasting your time betting anywhere else. They even have in-game live betting, so you can place wages after the game start. But if you join now, my bookie will match your first deposit up to $1,000. And we'll have another promo uh, coming next week that has something to do with the holidays, so listen up. For now, just use the promo code WARROOM, W-A-R-R-O-O-M, to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. All right, we're going to go to the phone lines because we got Fred Perdue on the line to talk a little bit of college football. Fred Perdue from the Locked On Canes podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Fred, what's going on, good bro? Fred, you there? All right. Can anybody hear me? Yeah, Fred. I hear you, Fred. 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 Oh, I'm like, where? Where your dumb ass at? Fred. Fred with the guan. <laughs> right, Sam. Yo. Get back yo, to where him. Where you at, Fred? Yo. Oh, no. Fred. He's on the switchboard. I don't see him. All right, Fred. Holler back at us in a minute, because if you're talking, we can't hear anything you're saying. All right. All right, so until Fred gets back on, man, I'm going to ask we you all a question, NFL-related. Um, have we seen the last of Cameron Newton in Carolina? Um, yes. He was placed on, <laughs> he was placed on uh, IR this week. You know, for the last few weeks, you've had that conversation Oh, when he comes back, is his job going to be in jeopardy because his backup quarterback has been playing pretty well up until the last game? Um, they finally put him on the IR, and a lot of people think this might be the last time we see Cam Newton in a Panthers jersey. Any of you guys agree? Um, absolutely, and it has nothing to do with him being a androgynous bum. Um, but the mere <laughs> fact that he signed – the type of contract that he signed to, they owe that young man 21 million pieces of money uh, next season. And so if they cut him now, they get that off of the salary cap um, and they're able to reallocate those funds to people who don't dress like him um, and don't spell like him. And so it's not that it's not that his talent isn't worthy enough of being a mediocre, uber-athletic black QB in the league. It's just that at this point, at this point in his career, he's taken so much punishment. He's likely not to return to 2015 form, 
which was basically him just being uber athletic Superman, but he's not likely to return to that. So now it's a matter of once they pay him out and they have to re up him as a starting QB, it's not just the 21 million owed. It's what is the going market for a starting QB. So you'll have to let him go one way or the other. So it's better to let him go now not take the $21 million hit, then take the $21 million hit and then say, no, fam, you dress like a woman. We're not paying you $30 million a year. We're not paying you $31 million a year as a starter when he comes back to the table and re-up. Because at that point, Carolina's taking a 50-some million dollar L on two years. So I think that's kind of the logic here. It's less about him being a true bum and more about his age, the wear and tear, and the salary cap hit. Yeah, speaking well, of – oh, go ahead. I don't, go ahead. No, I'm just going to say, like, I understand the finance. Like, the idea of Ken being a bum is hilarious to me. Um, because Why? If you can't aim in the league, you're a bum. What would you say? I said if you can't aim in the league, you're a bum. I mean, you obviously don't watch the game. Cam is Cam is one of the better quarterbacks in the league. If you if you had to put if you had to put um what we call the button line or, or the Mendoza line, whatever line you want to call it, Cam is Cam is one of the my better guy. quarterbacks in the NFL. My my my, he's my one, guy. He's, he's, Accuracy he's one of, is very important to me in my QBs. Accuracy. He's he's got a strong arm and he's very athletic. His fashion tastes Listen. are very strong. I mean, I I I, I can't co-sign anything he does off the field, but on the field. I just feel like, um, you know, the the way that you grade a quarterback is kind of crazy. Like there, there's only there's only going to be a couple of elite quarterbacks at a time that play in the NFL at any given time in any year. But then everybody everybody else everybody else there's a drop off. But like he's not amongst the worst quarterbacks in the league. I mean, you know, he's he's a former MVP. But the financial part is is a big piece of this. Um, and also there's a culture over there in Carolina that yeah. doesn't want. Cam Newton never, the face never, of franchise. Never, never mind that we have a difference of opinion about Cameron Newton. Let's go to our intelligence where it comes to business and the NFL and, and cap allocation. Would you pay him at this age $21 million? I just said, no, I just said, right, I just right. said no. I just said that. My shots are my shots, but the real reason. No, I get that. I get that. I was just. I'm just going to the other side, but all I'm also saying, but I think there's another part of this too, where there's a culture in um, they call them in, 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 in Carolina that doesn't want him as the face of their franchise. Um, Would you want? You know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to sound like uh, his former teammate was it D'Angelo Williams who says that uh, you know what they asked what they asked uh, the backup to do is a lot easier than what they asked Cam to do, because the fact of the matter is that is true. Um, but at the same time, you're paying somebody yeah. what you're paying them, and do this. That's pretty backup. much true. That in ninety-five percent of yeah. you know starter backup relationships, of course, you know you're not going to ask a backup to do the same things that you ask your franchise quarterback to do until he gets to that level. But speaking of hit, although not not um, not in the case of Dallas, though, in the case of Dallas, they they ask a starter to do what you ask a backup to do. But I mean, it's all about. <laughs> That way is more You know that's more the norm Sometimes you ask starters yeah. to do What you ask the backup to do But it's rare yeah, that, that you that's ask no the, shot. I think that's actually, the, I think that actually the backup to do with the franchise I think a lot of times 
Yeah, a lot of times, man, these coaches just be overthinking, man. And I mean, it's easy to say when you're sitting at home because you, as a coach, you deal with so much. So I'm not trying to slight what any of these guys do because to be a head coach in NFL, it, it, it takes a lot of work. But what I'm saying is, yeah, yeah. Um, playing playing Monday morning quarterback, a lot of times, man, uh, it overcomplicates things. You ask a guy who's a starter with those kind of skills to just control an offense, you can win games in this league. I mean, that's that's just some will say that's what a Fred's team shot to Fred. But Belichick's a master of that. Let me give you all some of the, the facts in this. B. Austin already gave out the, the salary numbers and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but Cam has been hit 1,235 times in his career. He's 30 years old. That's more than any quarterback in the league since 2011. Um, and many people. I, you know, it's a matter of opinion. You know, now y'all always y'all y'all always argued about Cam Newton, but you know, many people think he's a, a shell of the the player who was MVP in 2015 and Offensive Player of the Year before that. Um, here's some of his production as far as where he stands in the league. I don't know how much um, credence you guys give to QBR, but since that Super Bowl 50 loss to uh, Jimmy's former Denver Broncos back in 2015, he ranks 30th in total QBR at 48.6, just behind Andy Dalton and ahead of Blake Bortles. Um, and since week 10 of last season, um, his total QBR is 33.2, which puts him just ahead of Ryan Tannehill and uh, Josh Rosen from Miami. So, you know, the names that I'm saying – you know, that his production kind of rings around isn't good for Cam's case right about now. But we've seen him like be successful in this like league. But lately he, <laughs> lately, he hasn't really been that good. I mean, it's more to the whole story than just your QBR, but that actually right. takes, more, context, that, that actually takes more into account than regular QB rating. So they try to, you know, try I mean, to give everything. It's more to, well, first off, he got he got beat up in that bowl, and his confidence got beat up too. But also, it, it's like he hasn't been healthy in years, which is why it's interesting this season. Where they finally was like, "Yo, just chill," because he he really hasn't been healthy. Yeah. But you can also say that he hasn't been healthy because of the way he plays the game. Like the yeah, ball gets hit more than anybody because. Yeah, he he he's he's he did with uh the boy Lamar Jackson is doing now. You can only you can only do that so so long, man. It's yeah, only so long yeah. I, I would call you can't, Cam and you Lamar can't play Jackson quarterback like, running back. Yeah, I would call them physical runners. Like I I wouldn't like Russell Wilson is not the same way. Russell Wilson gets not at all three feet near a defender and he's sliding. He's getting into his baseball mode. These dudes are gonna try to run you over. <laughs> yeah, they play you know, quarterback, running back. They play, they play like that. <laughs> Yo, Lamar and, and yeah. they, my, play my, they play quarterback. Lamar tripping because Lamar only about two hundred and one half pounds. Like he tripping. He be getting it in though, pause. But yeah, he, 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 his body run. type is his body type is a lot like his backup, and why he's a backup now. Um, RG three. Well, one of the reasons he might he Bob, just couldn't Bob cut it. Could be pops. All right, so yeah, we'll we'll see, but yeah, I pretty much think like you guys that that's the last we're gonna see of Cam in Carolina. Cam will be somebody starting quarterback next year if healthy. He gonna take Trubisky's um, job. 
I don't know. Yeah, I don't think that's the question. Trubisky is trash. I used to try to wait on him, but I'm not waiting any longer. Trubisky is trash. That dude is Let's go back to Fred, talk a little college football. He's on the line now again from the Locked On Canes podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Fred Purdue in the building. What up, Fred? Yo, what's going on, fellas? Fred, you late, man. Fred, wanted to ask you something real quick before we got into okay. uh, the state of the Miami Hurricanes and this big game um, in college football, the game of the week that's coming up this week. We talked earlier in, in the open about the whole Kamala Harris thing and, and wanting the school uh, day to be lengthened by three hours. We know when you're not you know, doing your sports analyst thing, you're in the classroom. So as an educator, what's your thoughts on that? About the curse. Man, first deal. off, my first off, I need Fred a whoop her tail. He don't even no, think whoop. like this. Like, we don't have all the details of it, but I would assume that would come with raises for all teachers. It would have to. Um, so here's the <laughs> thing. And I kind of, when I first saw it, I was like, this doesn't make any sense because I need about 50 bands before I even think about, you know, <laughs> I need 50 of them things right now before we Could ever be talk about three. Yes, yeah, because I got to do for three hours. Three hours. Because as a teacher, I'm not only your babysitter, your educator, your 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 mentor, your sounding uh, sounding board. I'm the person you want to go. Your kid will talk to because they won't talk to you, the parent. So on top of that, every now and then, I might be the ride home. I mean, these are all things that I mean. These are all. Be careful with that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know. I'm not the ride home. I was about to I'm say, definitely. I'm only taking boys home, but that don't sound right either. Yeah, yeah I'm not the ride home. <laughs> <laughs> some teachers do it. So, I you think, know. I've seen what some of them Florida yo. boys be doing in them female yo. teachers. But, you know. <laughs> yo. So, you know, with, on the surface. So, on the surface, it looks like it's oh, well, we're just adding three hours to the end of the day, but this is going to affect more elementary schools than anything. Thank God I am a high school teacher. I will yeah. not be going back. No. So that won't no, affect me. Like, I, think, I think elementary schools are the ones that it's going to help the most. Well, not not from your side of the the story, but yeah, it won't. It won't parents are concerned. It's going to help the hell out of elementary parents. Yeah, I mean, at some That's point, I'll be a parent. I might feel like no elementary school kids. At some point, I'll be a parent, and I'll feel like feel like you, like, hey, you know, let me get this kid out of here. They can take care of business. But then again, at the same time, I'm a teacher, so you know, I while I may not be teaching elementary school, you know, I'm in that realm. And usually, depending on where your kid goes to school, you may, I mean, as they grow up, things happen. So, but for me, reading this thing, it's more geared towards after school care. And they're going to be giving grants to these elementary schools that way they can afford it and they'll have people in place to do this after school care and not more on the educational side. Because I'm saying to myself, even if you say eight to three, eight in eight in the morning to three in the afternoon, and then you want to tack on an extra three hours, these kids are going to be burnt out. And then I mean, kids aren't even going to have time to do homework. And and that, definitely not well, gonna have time to do extracurriculars if you're speaking honestly. But no, exactly. like if, if that's the case, you know, just tell us. All right, don't say we're just gonna add three hours of school. Just say we're gonna give grants for after. There's more to it. Yeah, there's you have stuff. to really go in and read this thing because on the surface, of course, the headline always makes it look bad and for shock value. But there's more to it than just 
Man, hours we're we going to rap about it on our new show. When we do, we'll have you on for a few minutes to be a guest. Okay, okay, so you okay. Can talk about it. All right, so um, the, the, the Hurricanes, they, they came off of a, a win against a rival. You know, I, I see all my Hurricane fan friends talking trash on social media oh, yeah. all week. Oh, yeah. So what's going on? What's the, what's the state of the Canes right now? Okay, so Miami went up to Florida State, and they painted the, the city orange and green. We basically did this whole thing. We're calling uh, Dope Campbell Stadium now. It's Hard Rock North. Well, it's it's really Hard Rock North. Yeah. Yeah. And then on oh, top of oh, all of that, mm-hmm. on top of all of that, you get, a, you get the head coach fired. And then they have to go drop 20 million. Yeah, 20 million. This is the one thing I've said about college athletics. That's the craziest thing in the world. You can, you fire your coach in the middle of the season and you have $20 million that you just randomly scraped up to go tell this guy, go away for the rest of eternity, never come back. And we'll pay you this money, but you don't have money for other things that are real within not only just college athletics, but also, you could be giving that $20 million to good things throughout in the real world. I mean, in reality. But, Does this athletic you know, director at Florida State not recognize the rivalry here? Because they've given y'all so much material, so much ammo to talk trash. Like, they lose to y'all at home, and then they fire the coach. Like, y'all couldn't wait and fire him after next week. Now y'all going to be running around for like a whole year. Like, yeah, we got y'all coach fired and blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm and, like, and some things, like, you got to look at it from the cosmetic standpoint. Like, this don't look good. Let's do this another time. But Yeah, it, it, it I'm, really I'm didn't petty. look good. It really didn't look good for Willie Taggart, who um, it, it just – for me, when I look at it, he's one of those guys that he fixes programs. He did it at Western Kentucky. He did it at um, USF. He also did it at at Oregon for the most part. I mean, he didn't do what Chip Kelly did at Oregon, but he did enough to to warrant coming to Florida State. But at F- Florida State is in a dysfunction right now. They are what Miami used to be during the Randy Shannon and Al Golden eras, and there's so much – so much going on there, a lot of infighting and things like that. So when you look at how that school is going to go there, I mean, there were reports instantly the second they fired Willie Taggart. And, you know, I'm not the Florida state guy, but I know people within the program that, Hey, we want to go get Bob Stoops and he'll be the guys that write the ship for a year or two. And then we'll pat, we'll have a head coach in waiting, which the head coach in waiting would by, by many reports would be Kendall Bryles, who was Art Bryles' son at, at Baylor, do you really want the ba- the Baylor's Baylor's head coach who had so many issues of sexual assault? You want his son who was par- a part of that to be now at Florida State? I thought you had that problem at Florida State with Jameis Winston. I'm not. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave together. that alone. I'm gonna leave that alone. <laughs> Scott, you in the chat room, Fred said F O H. He said the U is three and seven versus the Seminoles in their last ten. Mm. <laughs> you telling you okay, you that's fine. There. That's fine. But we're three and zero against them right now. So what are you saying? Ooh. And we also have five national Not championships, you. and you're still little brother. What are you saying to me? Uh-oh. What have you done for me lately? I will go Stop there. Try guys. You pull out. Uh, yeah. you national championships. Hold up. National championships win. Hmm? You told me. You told us last week. You trying to get away from uh, all those national championship teams. Now you want to claim them. 
But see, here's the thing. I can talk about my team. Florida State can't talk about my team. Don't do that. Don't do that. I mean, you, um, went, you went to Florida State, so technically you're a Seminole. Hey, 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 hey. I didn't. Hey, 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 hey. Anyway, hey, never let you but, but, that but you can't have it both ways, man. I mean, you want it to be one way, but it's the other way. Like, you can't say you're trying you know, to get away from that and all that. And then just start I want to get away from, from the, the thug human, the, 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 the perception of the school. But at the, at the end of the day, it's still the most national, more national titles than any other school in the state of Florida. You, everything that the culture of Miami brought, now everybody else wants it now. And there's, I mean, they, everything Miami's done, they've tried to copy. Whether it's the turnover chain, they have a stupid book bag. They had to retire the book bag because they couldn't get enough turnovers. You know, they're, Yo. they are little brothers. So, of course. You, know you sound I, like a Cowboys fan right now, right? Hey, hey, whoa, whoa. Don't ever, don't know. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, I hate those guys. I hate those guys too, but okay. I'm just telling you what you sound like, man. Like, you know, he said they would, you know, he gave y'all the last 10 games. You start talking about titles from, you know, Uncle Luke's heyday. So, I'm sorry, though, man. I but anytime I have a chance to take a dig at those guys, of course, I'm going to I'm gonna throw shots. But, um, yeah, Miami's in a, in a good place right now. They're actually facing Louisville this weekend. It's senior day. Uh, last, so, we have a – we have – Miami has – Technically, three senior linebackers. One's going to be redshirting uh, to go into next year. Zach McLeod. He they've kind of instituted a different scheme over the last year or so. So instead of three linebackers, there's a striker position, which is a hybrid linebacker safety position. So Greg Frierson as well as Romeo Sound Finley like have been kind of. <laughs> it's it's really just it, the NFL has been doing it for years. They call at different places. They call it something different. Miami calls it the striker. South Carolina calls it the spur. Um, what most teams call it is a bull position because it's really it's a it's a hybrid. It literally it, in today's NFL, a guy like Sean Taylor would have been a he would have been that third safety on the field nowadays. Who was just he's he can do everything. Guys like Derwin James, that's what they are nowadays. So every team usually does it now. It's just it depends on what you call it. Um, so um, we have a huge matchup um, coming up this weekend. Um, two of these teams are in the the national rank, the college football um, national championship, the playoff rankings. What am I trying to say? Um, we got number two LSU facing number three Alabama. Um, this is in Alabama. So how do you see this going down? This one's going to be interesting because very much like last year where Tua Tunga Viola was hurt last year, he's hurt this year. And now he ha- he was having a great season coming into this game. Uh, they have four first round receivers, Alabama that is. I mean, they have studs at pretty much every position every year. But this group of receivers, they literally play they play rock, paper, scissors on the sidelines to decide who's gonna run what route because they are so good. I mean, Jerry Judy is going to be a just a a stud in the NFL. He's the best receiver in college football. It's not even close. Um for on the other side, the matchup is the LSU dis- defensive back. Uh, Derek Stingley is the best corner in college football. He's a freshman. And they have a group of guys over there that they feel can cover Alabama's receivers 
step for step, stride for stride, um, play for play. I mean, these guys are really good. Kristen Fulton comes back this year. I talked up Greedy Williams a lot last year, and Kristen Fulton might be better than Greedy Williams. So if that tells you how good this secondary really is, these guys have a lot of talent. So I look at who this is going to be. In reality, most people think this is going to be a shootout. I don't think it's going to be a shootout. Will it be the greatest game of ever, all time? Probably not either. I don't think it's going to be some defensive game that's going to just change college football either. Um, I think it's going to be somewhere in the middle of there. I think you'll see points regardless because of how the game has changed so much. I think Tua, despite being injured and they say he's healthy now, I've seen him moving around um, on tape but in practices, but that's different from a pass rush coming right at you on a regular basis. So I'm thinking LS, uh, Alabama will rely on their run game a little bit more. Uh, you'll get introduced to Najee Harris if you haven't already. Uh, he's a bit – he's not Derrick Henry. He's not Bo Scarborough, but he's a little bit of – he's kind of in the middle there. And Brian Robinson is the best <laughs> running back no one's ever heard of. And those guys will be dependent on big time uh, throughout this game. The guy on defense that you'll need to know, for Alabama at least, is Terrell Lewis, outside linebacker, defensive end hybrid. He is a terror off the edge. And in the secondary, a name that you guys may know because uh, from yesteryear, uh, in the NFL, Patrick Sertain the second. So he, I have, I remember seeing him in in high school. He, him and Tyson Campbell were the number one and two high uh, uh, rated high school corners on the same team. Fred, Fred, so, just, Fred just called us old. Yeah, I just did. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. So you know, when I I remember seeing both Yo, seeing Sertain old, old enough old enough to know that you can't like you know try to distance yourself from the U when you out here wearing big U chains and throwing up the U. But at the same time, you're trying to. I'm sorry, my fault. My fault, Fred. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But um, yeah, Sertain's kid is a he's a he's a monster. He's six two. He's like 195 pounds. He's really fast. Good long arms. Typical Alabama corner. Uh, he's great in, co- in coverage. He can tackle, which is something a lost art nowadays. Uh, so both of these teams are really good. And on the other side, LSU has a Heisman front runner, at least for right now, quarterback in, in Joe Burrow, who was the he's the guy that left Ohio State when Dwayne Haskins won the job. He left, came to Ohio State, and or came from Ohio State to LSU. Struggled a little bit last year, and this year now. You know, he's killing it right now as far as throwing the football. I mean, they th- – when you think LSU, you do not think offense. I've never thought offense from the time I was a small child. I've never thought about LSU as far as offense is concerned. These guys are lighting up scoreboards everywhere, and I, re- I it's a good change. I mean, Les Miles, he ate grass and ran the football three times and punted. I mean, it was very boring football. Um, Jimmy, I think you could probably you could probably call plays better than Les, Les Miles' is. Offenses ever so, uh, Joe Burrow is the, is the guy to watch as far can he can he avoid the pass rush and take advantage of this Alabama secondary? I know Tobias is like who you gonna pick because you know we kind of talked earlier before yeah. before I came pick? on. So so who who am I gonna pick? You know I told him if he wasn't nice to me I'd say go Tigers but he's been nice to me so and I'm not going against Coach Saban until he loses so roll tide. <laughs> It's funny the the times we're living in in college football, too. Like, nobody accepts being beat out for a starting quarterback job. It's so many schools that, hey, somebody will take me. (laughs) I'm coming from this program. I'll go take somebody else's job. 
All right, so Fred, let everybody know before you roll out where they can find you on social media and how they can listen to your show. Well, first off, before I get out of here, Jimmy, I love the commentary on Cam Newton. I don't care what he wears off the field, but um, you're very right. So I heard that earlier, too. So kudos to you, sir. Uh, but you can catch me on, on Twitter, uh, Fred Produce CFB. You can also catch my new co-host, Cam Underwood, at Underwood Sports. We are the host of the Locked on Canes podcast, which you can also follow on Twitter, at Locked on Canes. Uh, we are a daily show. We cover the Miami Hurricanes, and we are actually – we just dropped an episode today previewing Louisville, what Miami can do to uh, to to really stop a really good offense that is led hey, by – Hey, Fred, when you, when, you, when you just introduced your co-host, you started off with Cam. I thought you were about to say Newton. I was about to say, damn, it's that bad? Like, he had to leave the whole league and just like, oh, podcast with Fred? You had to go get a job. <laughs> Hey, yeah, I'm, I hey. thought he got a job with Fred. Fred I thought he got a job with Fred. Like I'm done. I'm done with the whole NFL. I'm gonna talk college football with Fred. You know that AB John. You might be able to get AB. No, no, we don't want that guy. We don't want that guy at all. At hey, all. AB said he's not playing no more. He's done. Yeah. Again, that's the yeah. second time announcing that. Like it, you know, as if he had Stay a choice. Away. Right. He always decision. announces that when he has no choice. But oh yeah, all right, Fred. Oh, yeah. We'll holler at you next week, man. All right, <laughs> guys. Thanks for having me on. All right, no doubt. Fred Purdue, everybody. Locked on Canes podcast from the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm going to give you guys a quote of the week before we go to the phone lines here. Um, And the quote is, it was the easiest 140 yards I've ever gained. (laughs) Those are the words of Ezekiel Elliott after the Sunday night game against New York football giants. Um, I can give you some context around that, but we're not going to do that. We're going to slice it and hype it. Yo, so then, how disrespectful. The path of the righteous man, the path of the righteous man is out here tripping, man. Is Ezekiel thirty-five seventeen? Like, I guess they played. I guess they played him twice already. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, it's not bulletin board material because they won't be seeing them in the playoffs. And you know um, how the NFL is these days. By the time they play again, it's half the team going to be going somewhere else. <laughs> I know, even though they're division rivals and will definitely play again next year. But yeah, nobody gonna be there that's gonna care. Um where, where the hell B Austin go? B Austin, you think how disrespectful do you think that comment is? Cause to uh, be exact, he, he he had twenty three carries for hundred and thirty nine yards and of course Dallas beat the Giants thirty seven to eighteen and um Black Cat Gate. Um, you had the black cat run across the field. Um, probably got more yards than anybody on the Giants as he was doing it. Um, disrespectful, or yeah, I mean, my man just being honest. My man, my man, honestly, and I know what y'all expect me to say because of how I feel about dude, but he's just being honest, man. I, I, I never have a problem with confidence. Dude is just being comp now. He doesn't know, Dak doesn't really know that he's a bum. So he's not supposed to treat himself like what he is. He believes Yo, that he belongs he said where Dak. he is. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Yo. We talking about Z. He stay trying to go get in you, on Get Dak. you town, man. Yo, <laughs> get you town. <laughs> Oh man, my bad, Zeke. Uh, Zeke the freak. Uh, 
Yo, he also said, after he said it was the easiest 140 yards I've ever gained, he said, I don't even know if I broke a tackle. <laughs> Yo, he's killing them. <laughs> Yo, he's like, I don't even know if I had to break a tackle, man. I was just running free cooking these dudes. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. And be honest, yeah. listen, man, I'm going to tell you like this, man. Yo, you, you like to slander these dudes, man, but I, I don't know, man. Dak is approaching that Mendoza lot, man. Like, he, he's, like I said before, he's not as bad as you may think. I, I don't think he's as good as some people think. He's somewhere in the middle, but, I mean, you know. He threw an interception on the first play of the game that I know B. Austin probably loved. But, yeah, yeah, yeah he, exactly. he, ain't, he ain't no good. Um, like, B. Austin Zeke is everything that that is advertised. He's a top five. He's a top three back in in the league. Um, he's being disrespectful. And if you don't want him to be disrespectful, then then stop him. You know, stop him. I saw that. Getting mauled up front. It ain't that easy. Yeah. <laughs> he was getting mauled up front. Um, yeah, they but, definitely but you man, you man, man, man I ain't even had to break I, no tackles. So. Yeah, uh, Zeke I, had I, Zeke was running that, through holes the size of Broad Street because like. Uh, but I tell, <laughs> you, I, tell you, I tell you this though, the better if, the, if he top three, the guy that's above him was on the other team, fretting because he's dealing with some bums, bummed him. He ain't better than Saquon though. Nah. And 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 I ain't got no no shots no shots at Zeke. But even the back, what's the backup for his name on um, the, the Cowboys? Because even when he get the rock, he gashing cats. Cause, yo, 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 I mean, your man, yeah, what's his name? What's his name, Jimmy? He do be, he do be Pollard. getting off like. Remember Pollard had Gerard Jones talking about Zeke who in the preseason. Yo, Pollard <laughs> yo, be cooking cats. But my thing Pollard, is, it's because, Pollard like, like you always say, man, yo, they, they offensive line be mauling people, man. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. They when, back. When, when, they, when they you tell them for a quick minute, but they back. When you when you tell yeah, them like, to concentrate on pushing forward, listen, you don't have to block for the bum behind you throwing the ball. Just go forward. Because, <laughs> yo, they, Pollard, very, Pollard, very Pollard probably going to get a starting job somewhere else because of how he looked behind them and then be trash. Yo, yeah, he definitely <laughs> is. Pollard a little uh, – listen, Pollard the type of dude, he's not really good. That offensive line is so talented that he's able to get off. Yo, I would a little like. I don't know what that would be off yo, but he pooping on everybody. Like you just call everybody no, no. tonight. You don't. Second you don't ago, know, he's he's like, people already. And then he ain't really good. Zeke, Zeke, uh, Zeke not trash. Zeke is Zeke is top three. That offensive line is top five. Dak, dog. Every story, every story trash. we talked about tonight, you calling somebody trash, dog. Like I don't know what's that. popping. Ask Malcolm Jenkins how good Zeke is. That's my back too. <laughs> Trump the shit out of my yeah, he ran right. He ran right through the ball. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> yo. I started. Yo. Malcolm, Malcolm was to concentrate, man. Malcolm was thinking about that money he stole for social uh, improvement. I'm sorry. <laughs> yo, I'm gonna play myself a little bit. Yo, if that if that jersey would have had a twenty on it and it was ten years ago, I might have cried. Yeah, that would have been Wolverine. I mean, he would have healed right afterward, but that's that it. Yeah. All right, stat of the week, man. 
LeBron James in his 17th season is balling right now. And he has the longest Lakers triple-double streak since 1987 when uh, Magic Johnson did it four games in a row. LeBron has three straight triple-doubles. November 1st against the Mavs, 39 points, 12 rebounds, 16 assists. November 3rd against the Spurs, 21 points, 11 rebounds, 13 assists. November 5th against the Bulls, 30 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists. Now, this is it's funny to me because I give LeBron all the props in the world for how he started off this season. But it's funny to me how excited to see, you know, the the fans and the media and everybody um you know how how excited they are right now because LeBron got three straight triple doubles. Somebody brought up a fact and a meme uh, recently that says, you know, basically LeBron gets three straight. Well, Russell Russell Westbrook has three straight seasons of triple doubles, and people are crapping on the triple double, but LeBron gets three straight games with a triple double. Now the triple double is everything again. They kind of yeah. have a point because I've noticed how some of the same critics for Russell Westbrook are so excited right now over what LeBron's doing. It's it's crazy, yeah. like the emotions that people talk sports with. When, when it's your when it's your hero, it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. When it's uh, your nemesis, oh, it's nothing. Listen, I'm gonna keep it all the way of being an objective. On one hand. I would say that Raymond has not lived up to his full potential because he should have been averaged a triple double. But on the other hand, <laughs> 17, when you 17 years in and you put up the trip dub, yo, you basically standing up at the table of gods and ringing the bell and, I don't think you can say that about anybody though. They should have Yo, been averaging two cats. triple double. It's if two if cats you ask people, the game to average a triple double, and the Bulls said he's supposed to have been average one. Like, no, yeah. and that's what I'm saying. Like, if, Yo, if you, if you say, two, Yo, and I've, two I've seen to wake up in the morning in the history I, I, of life to ever do it. I've no, seen a hundred. I've seen a hundred players, execs, fans, coaches, whoever get interviewed I, I, throughout the years, throughout my life, about. That question they, they always used to ask, what's the feat in NBA history that you think will never be duplicated? And Yo. I swear 90% of the time people said somebody yeah, averaged yeah, yeah. one agree. season. And if Russ I, has done it three seasons in a row, then, you know, it's no longer impressive. Which is weird to me, though, because if it, if it was that easy and everybody could just, quote, unquote, pad their stats like Russ, then why, why haven't more people done it? Why is he still the only Yo, person since 1962? I, it's, it's like I got so it. many thoughts to think. Like so I don't expect LeBron or anybody real, to do it. I guess the realization, yeah. the realization I'm coming to in life, in, in, as as I as I get older, is that nothing is as great as people make it seem, and nothing is as bad as other people make it seem. Everything is somewhere in the middle in life, man. Because when you talk about Russ padding his stats, like that's hilarious to me. Because when you read back about all of these <laughs> major feats in NBA history and statistics, I, yo. They all did it. 
when Wilt scored 100, his team passed right. the ball like the last 40 possessions in a row trying to get him to get 100. Like, come on, man. When Mike scored 63 in the in the garden, they were feeding him the ball like, yo, get out the way. Just keep scoring. Like, all of these things when you and read they were and losing. you get the context. And they lost. Yo, some of you cats, some of you cats need to yeah. pick up a book. When you read and you put context to everything, a lot of history is revisionist history because all of these I'm, major stats, your teammates a, are trying to help I'm them a, get the stats. I'm going to keep it a bean. And and yo, kind of, people don't think LeBron has I never mean, padded his stats. They're in denial as well. Of, of who Dude, he is. I'm a left. I'm I a, it's a, a left time, It's a left-handed compliment. Ricky Davis, when Ricky Davis padded his stat by, like, actually going to the other side of the court and throwing the ball off the <laughs> backboard to get a rebound. I like, I, I did do that. Shout out to Ricky Yo. Davis, man. But Yo, but I'm just I, saying, I, man. I'm going to keep it a bean on you, man. It is a, it's a bit of a left-handed compliment because, you know, I can't not take a shot at dude. When you look at Russell Westbrook doing it and you look at the skill set and what LeBron James represents, what his game is, what he can do, if there is anyone, come on, keep it being with me now. Don't don't leave me out here flounder. You would think that LeBron is the guy. No, that I, I've could said do. that before. You know I'm saying so. I, I and I before Russ that, even sniffed it when they said if, you, if there's anybody who's going to do it, I said it was LeBron James. Outside of Russ wearing women's clothing, I'm a I'm a fan. Like I would rather see Russ compete. Then watch LeBron, but LeBron is six and a half times the player that Russell Westbrook is. Like I'll keep it a yeah. keep it a mean. Speaking Kobe, of it, Kobe, you know what? Is, is also Russ letting Kobe down right now. Be there's also a life lesson in his gear because and know, he he low managed the other night. Russell Westbrook low managed the other night. Hey, listen, man. He's letting Kobe listen, down. man. When in Rome, all I'm saying is this, man. <laughs> The bottom line, the bottom line with this, it's an actual life lesson, man, to the kids that listen to the war room, man. Yo, sometimes it pays to be a nice person and to be liked, right? Because the fact of the matter is you get the benefit of the doubt a lot. People don't like Russell Westbrook. They just don't like him. They don't like the way he carries himself. They don't like the way he talks to people. Now, he's a dog. Some of us who watch basketball and love people that act that way, but you don't get the benefit of the doubt. Russell Westbrook is the kind of guy that when his game takes a small, slight, like, decline, He's going to get mellowed and AI'd out the league. Yeah, he mm-hmm. is. He definitely, he definitely is. You Listen, know what I'm saying? And, like, but... and, to, and, to give, and to give LeBron his respect and propers, yo, I, I ain't never seen a cat put up triple doubles back to back to back at 17 years in, man. Dude, I, I give dude is like, because what I hear from, from the detractors is everyone was so quick to say LeBron has fallen off the ledge. He's done. He's washed. Like, of course, we live in that time. I don't know. I think that narrative came out of nowhere. I haven't heard anybody say that. I was going to talk to you. I was going to bring that up. I haven't heard anybody say that. B. Where did, where did that come from? Yo, LeBron that, that, put I mean, as a I've, hashtag I've, on his own thing, but nobody said he was washed. People have used stuff like the reason, the, reason, the only reason, I've the only reason I've heard lost the step. Only reason I've heard it is because I spend too much time on Twitter, and on Twitter everything is the worst and best at the same time. So like, on Twitter the hyperbole, the hyperbole on Twitter is probably heavier than any other place on the internet. Like, so it's why I, you I know, people. Has anybody credible said that? Like, okay, that's a different question. I, I mean, because we know we're just going to regular fans on Twitter. How do we how do we judge that these days? Because some yeah, of these pundits on TV. 
are not, they credible? Like, I don't even know. Well, well even in, in a situation before. like this, in a situation like this, I guess you would have, you know, if, if you are a pundit like that, would you, even though we have some pundits you consider, who are entertainers and they do hate and they do love, yo, I guess they would still say, fall would you, under, yo, under credible. Next, like, even somebody next, like Skip Bayless hasn't gone as far to say that LeBron is washed. They're saying he's no longer the best player in the league, which yo, is still like arguable. Skip said that 10 years ago. Which is still arguable. He said that nobody, when was in Miami. <laughs> nobody who really cares anything about what you know what comes out of their mouth is going to say that LeBron is washed. And now, like he he must be taking this stuff from straight up haters. I mean, you know, we hate to use that when we're talking, but some people are just haters. But they just average fans. I just don't. I haven't seen anybody, any sports writers, any announcers. Not even talking heads like Skip Bayless, who hates his guts. I haven't seen anybody like that say that LeBron is washed. So he on his Michael Jordan right now. He's kind of like making stuff up to, I guess, to motivate him. You know, with his little hashtag washed king. I I, I haven't heard yo, anybody say that even, he was washed even, or done. Yo, funny thing about that is, I don't even call that Michael Jordan anymore. I call that Shaq, yo. Because you ever heard about that Shaq, uh, David Robinson story? Oh yeah, I saw Shaq tell where him. he just say he straight made that shit. <laughs> yo, he straight made it. Yo, he's trying to motivate. Him he made up a whole actually. story, so that so, is on another level. So he made up like, a whole story cool. about how he met David Robinson as a teenager, and the boy like didn't speak to him, treated him dirty, didn't give him an autograph, and went to the media with it, and they reported it. And David Robinson never said, happened. "Yo, I have no idea what he's talking about." And then Shaq went out and cracked his skull, gave him like forty and twenty, and said he was just trying to motivate himself. Yeah, but waited, but waited yo. until he retired to tell us that. He waited over yo, 20 so, years yo, to tell yo, us. Never, oh, I yo, made it that never up. happened, it though. Wasn't right. He just never made a whole happened. story. It never happened. Yeah, so he definitely out <laughs> here shacking. Yo, yo I, be trying, I be trying to hate Shaq because of what he stands for, but dude is one of the most entertaining human beings to ever walk the face of the earth. Like, he is so hilarious. You, you can't help. You can't help but, like, be entertained by dude, even though he's down with MAGA. He's a clown. He's Yo, a clown. Yeah, 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 that's it. He's down with MAGA. He supports forty five. He's he, he he definitely is. Where's the gun line, boss? But yo, he is. You know hilarious. what? You know what somebody said when they were questioned about that when they were using that same term, and they were like, uh, "Who said LeBron was washed?" Blah blah blah. The, the person responded by saying, well, to say that LeBron is no longer the best player in the league is saying that he's washed. Huh? Damn, is it? Huh? <laughs> you no, moved to like one to two and either you're washed. The, either you're the best well, player move, in the league listen, or you're washed. Move, move the goalpost just a little bit, won't you? Somebody on our Facebook page completely cursed this other dude out because he said LeBron is the top five player in the world right now. Yo, they should be very... Yo, if you do not agree with the stands that LeBron is the best that there is, was, ever will be, yo, they like they don't take compliments unless you jump on your knees with them and 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 well, help polish the ball off, man. It's crazy. Here's the thing, man. And LeBron is that here's dude thing, man. because like you don't see a like lot I of keep, people like here I keep telling y'all, like I keep telling y'all, like I keep telling y'all that this has nothing to do with LeBron and it has everything to do with the culture that we live in. And just get ready because the Amani Bates train has already started and the Bulls are sophomore in high school. The like, royal penis is clean, your highness. It's, it's, 
it's already started. The Bo- the Bulls are sophomore in high school. He's on the cover of Sports Illustrated. And Looking if mad, you go online, like he are, he already got like a fan base of grown men who are probably three times his age, like ready to they they just they're just waiting. Ball right? They're just waiting right now. <laughs> yeah, they're just waiting right now. All right. Let's see what the homie Tobias think about all of this. We got him on the line. Tobias, what's going on, good brother? What's your thoughts, well, man? Damn, fellas. But well, well, damn, man. Hey, for a second, I thought Jeff was low managing on the switchboard today. Uh, hey, you know, always Tobias, low manage. Uh, are, are, are you are you at work today, Tobias? I, I'm I'm off now. My birthday. I'm about to say. Yeah, we're talking about low managing. I'm about to say. <laughs> word on the street is you low manage tonight. That's what the word on the street is. I'm trying to be an educated black, a strong educated black man. You know, I hope these women get on my level. But uh, damn. You know, but y'all talk about LeBron and like people. He's not the same guy as he was at year ten. That's okay. That's father time. LeBron changed his game. He's still a great player. It's like it's like it's like if you want to tell, you want to get a woman dating advice. Say, get you a man that would love and defend you the way they do these dudes do LeBron. That's, that's the thing. Because is he the best player? No. But that's okay because at year 17, being in the damn discussion is the accomplishment. Because being the best is subjective. Oh, yeah. Skyview said David Robinson no. got fed to hit 72 so he could beat Shaq. For the scoring championship. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, no thank doubt. you, thank you. Prove my point. No doubt. Listen, man. No, but um, you're Tobias, right, you right made a great that, point man. because somebody argued me down the other day because of the terminology. Like they, people do not like to hear that LeBron lost a step, and he pointed to the fact that his numbers are monst- you know, monstrous right now. I'm like, well, what does his numbers have to do with losing a step? I'm like, if you're gonna sit here and tell me that LeBron James is the same athlete in 2019 that he was back in 2012, I'm like, you're bugging. I didn't say, yo, like, it should be, it should be, it's a compliment yo, to thing LeBron about it is, that you can think he lost a step and he can still listen, do this. That means he's cerebral enough. Realize, man. Only true hoopers but, realize this. Sometimes losing a step can actually make you a better player. Yo, because yo, sometimes yo, losing yo. a step, Made Mike one. you got to get more cerebral, man. It's like, listen, yo. man, I, listen, I, I I don't hate to use this analogy, man, but uh, pause this whole analogy. But when you're a young boy and you got all the energy in the world, right? But then as you get older, you become more craftier and you know how to, you know, spend intimate time with a woman. You might last a little longer because you're craftier and know some of the moves to make. Although, technically speaking, technically speaking, you don't have the same energy you had when you was 18, but now you know all the moves. Control the pace. Exactly, exactly. Leverage the pointer finger and the thumb and lips and tongue. But go ahead, Tobias. I was going to say, yeah, because I'll use Michael Jordan as an example. As a bull stand and the bull still stink and Wendell Carter Jr. is the best player to take out the other clouds of trash. But anyway. um, The Lakers Lakers got a lot of press for beating the Bulls, so y'all must be something. I know. Hey. The Bulls, the Bulls front office don't know it yet, but they're officially in Lamelo Ball sweepstakes. They're in denial. But anyway, yeah. Uh, but Tobias, Tobias, that's a great should be because Chris Dunn me, stinks. In, in my opinion, Michael Jordan became a better player when he lost a step. When he no longer was running around just dunking on everybody, and he started right, slowing yeah. down, perfecting that, perfecting that turnaround, and then using space better, using his footwork yeah. in a different way. He became the he became 
like, you know, that guy because he actually lost a step. He was just saying people here lost a step. They hear lose a step and they lose their damn minds. I don't yeah, because, because, They don't even listen. Jordan, they don't even hear because, you out. Because, because of that, cause that second three peak, Jordan was doing a lot out of the mid post, post up, fade away, jump shot. Yeah. He would only he would only beat it he would only beat it on your head pause when he got angry with you and you said something stupid like outside of that yeah. he was just going to give you sixty all J's all J work yeah and the thing uh-huh. is like even Kobe so that uh-huh. shows you got to have skill and like look, even Derrick Rose for example he became a better shooter after all those injuries but he said he had to work on his jump shot. But, Yo, uh, but I'm, I'm trying to see my man. I'm trying to see my man Derrick Rose go to the All Star game. Long as they don't it's put him on the microphone, the microphone and interview him, and he says, but but I got to touch these things real quick though before I run. Cam Newton, it's about time the Panthers because it's all about the money. It's not about the player. And you know, and they will be in. They think Cal Allen taking him to the Super Bowl. They sadly mistaken. See, this is where the quarterback wins. That is stupid. Do y'all, anybody think Kyle Allen's great or he is on a great team on a great defense and a top three MVP candidate at running back? But hold on, though. Like, how old is Kyle Allen, too, though? Because Kyle right, Allen, he, like, you, you, we judging him like he's been in the league 10 years. Like, you don't think he has the ability to get better? Well, well, what I'm <laughs> he's, saying, had a, he's had a good start, so he has to have the ability to get better, right? Yeah, yeah that's what I'm it, saying. It, like, you know, so I, I, I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, like, like, you know, I don't know how long he's – how long has he been in the league? This is his first or second year. Like, he ain't been in the league that long. How Allen he is. He's in his – Yeah, but I think he got cut a couple times. But, you know, sometimes – but see, the thing is also – He's in his second year. He's in his second year. Yeah. So he's, he's in his second year. So my also, thing is give him a chance. Now, what, what I'm about to say yeah. is that he's also in a situation where he doesn't have to do everything. He got the great defense to lean on the running game. Where he could grow his hey, game. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. So does that. I, I ain't mad at that. that. I ain't mad at Oh, by the way, I said it's well, 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 I'm supposed to be mad at that. Tom Brady made a no, whole no, career out of that. What I'm supposed to be mad at that. I'm not mad at that, but what I'm saying is that that's how it should be. But, uh, yeah. Dinks and dunks is way to goatness. But, but, I got to say this, I'll touch on Alabama LSU. I went to a Seahawks bar to watch the Bucks just throw up all over themselves again. I don't know who the hell could be wide open again this time. But they was like, hey, what y'all going to do with Jameis? I was like, man, there's an article talking about they been replaced over Andy Dalton. After the dude stopped laughing after my four minutes of hysterical laughter, he felt sorry for me and bought me about a couple of beers. I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> even my lady was like, why the hell are they going to do that for? But uh, by Alabama LSU, right? I know everybody hyping up Joe Burrow. But just like Leonard Fournette years ago, his Heisman <laughs> hopes are going to die on Saturday night in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Yo, Damn, you're um, talking trash. Tobias going off before that Clemson game, and then Clemson came out there and just made y'all look like little boys. Yo, I remember that. Yo, treated hey, y'all like hey, a even, Hey, even the sun shines on a dog's ass every now and then. That's all I got to say. No, and, uh, that wasn't sunshine, what they did to y'all. Hey, that yeah. Was, that was, that was, hey, <laughs> that was a whooping there. But that was last year. Yeah, that year. wasn't even it, the close. It, I, 
Tobias, so, in every way, fashion, and form, you are part of the Black Panther movement until you get to Alabama. You put that white sheet on with that dunce cap, brother. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. I, I, I don't hear Yo, y'all talking you... about the move. I don't hear y'all talking about the move thing and film y'all bombing apartments. I don't hear nothing about that. Listen, what you want to know about it? I, I speak to hey, Pam like that. personally. Like, what you want to know about it? Don't believe but, what the but, media hey, tells you. That's all I'm going to say. All I'm going to say hey, is don't believe what the media that, tells you. Hey, and, and, I, and, I, and I see Deb and B also living in Church of Five parts of town, by the way. But y'all want to talk about me and
All right, man, before we see, move on. Why is he making me root against Alabama when I really don't care? <laughs> but I just want to – I like to see his response. I like to see him – I like to see his yo, response, yo. See, a lot of people out here are not privy to our chat room and what goes on. But when Alabama loses, especially in a big spot, Jimmy be trolling the hell out of the body. <laughs> Tobias, you know, he man, puts himself he in that position. Him, though. He he him him. Do, man, because I, I really, I really don't care. But it, but I just like, yeah. yo, I just like to troll him because of how how much yo, trash he yo. talks. But yo, for me, like being care. from being from where I'm from, like I could never, I could never bring myself to do that. Like the Eagles could be in the Super Bowl against, um, like Dunbar High School. Alabama. And they yeah. could be like a hundred and forty point favorites, and I would be afraid to talk trash. I don't like. I just can't do it because you know we've seen things happen too many times where we're from. So I, it's just not in me. After right, seeing but, that Clemson game, Tobias should be quiet too, though. But he's going to Yo, yo, I don't even watch college football, and I'd be rooting against them dudes, man. <laughs> All right, so before we move on, though, we got. Uh, we got Gus Griffin on the line to handicap a couple of NFL games for us. Let's see what's up. What's up, Gus? How you doing? In the war room. What's up, man? Um, Gus, how before are you, sir? Get started though. I'm telling everybody to check out warroomsports.com. Go to the blog site and check out uh, Gus's latest article, giving you uh, basically five tips on. Uh, how to know that you know basically you're talking to a, a sports troll on the internet so he, he he's giving you the, the telltale signs of what to look out for the thing is gus you put five man we could probably put like 10 12 more um <laughs> we run In the them every day. <laughs> and i had somebody today tell me that he was going to ruin me and it wasn't even a sports post it was on the sports page but he was so loud and wrong, and he, he just – we're thinking, like, he has to be trolling. He can't be this dumb. Well, one know. thing to remember – one thing you got to remember <laughs> about these people is the facts don't matter. The facts really don't yeah, matter. Yeah, and so yeah. you got to – you, gotta, you can't try to be rational with them and all that. It's, this is 2019. Don't let facts get in the way of exactly. good narrative. <laughs> <You know? laughs> we're never going to do that. All right, so last week you were 3-2. and two. 24 and 21 for the season. Um, did that did that black cat mess with your picks? Hey, man, it went downhill for the Giants from there. I, I got a friend who's a Giant fan, and he texted me right after that happened. He said, we weren't the same. And it really, timing-wise, it was a close game until then. <laughs> it was hilarious. It was. I had some hope as a, you know, a fan of a team in the division that could have really used that Giants win, there was some hope. I wasn't going to get too hopeful, but, you know, once we saw that happen, we were like, it's just the Giants for you right now. All right, so let's start off with this Chargers and Raiders game. Um, the spread on that one is just a point and a half right now. Where are you going with that? And the Raiders okay, are yeah. at home. The Raiders are at home. A quick turnaround for the Chargers. We're starting to see the Charger team I expected to see all along. Um, last week was clearly their best performance. Um, it's a quick turnaround. They're, they're on the road, but I mean, it's just a by five. It's California. So um, Melvin Gordon is back. He got me over 25 points, um, verified my decision to keep him in fantasy and let go of some other guys. So 
I think they're going to dominate the time of possession. Uh, I'm taking the Chargers minus the one and a half. Why does you it always are, take the Chargers so long to get started in a season? They, they have that pattern over years, but you can rest <laughs> sure there's going to be a pattern where they look like they can lose to anyone, and there will be a pattern where they look like they can beat anyone. Now, now right. does Melvin Gordon understand his place in life because he had it That's all a good question. at the <laughs> yeah. beginning? That holdout was a failure. <laughs> was yeah. a failure. It was a good question. That's a good question. Um, yeah, yeah he, um, you know, you, you're not Ezekiel. You're not um, – Gurley, you're not Le'Veon, and I, I think he, you know, I mean, I'm all for guys getting all they can get, but I mean, that's what it really came down to. You're not, you're not, you're yeah. not Pollard, it's like, no, yeah, he, he, Pollard. He, he found <laughs> out the hard way, though. It was one of them things where, you know, <laughs> like when Martin, you tell your girl to leave, just leave then, and then she walk out the door, you're like, I'm just playing. Like, no, I'm just playing. When the Major League umpire is held out, and said, well, we all resigned. They said, okay. Well, no, no, we didn't mean it. We didn't. <laughs> yeah, they're like, peace. All right, we get some more. All right, so we got an over-under here, Cardinals uh, versus the Bucks. Um Over-under is – the number is 52. You're going over or under? Okay, well, y'all know these two teams. Y'all probably know where I'm going on this. Mm-hmm. There's a shootout. Defense is optional. I think it'll be an entertaining game. Take the over. All right, so over 52, Cardinals, Bucks. Um, Falcons plus thirteen at the Saints. Thirteen point spread NFL game. Yeah, well, um, division game at that. Um, this game is usually a one possession game over the years since in the Matt Ryan um, era. It's pretty much been a one possession game. The Falcons are getting a little healthier, and so I'm going to take the Falcons plus that thirteen. I, I got to believe at some point with all that offensive talent, they're going to have that 30-point game, and that should be enough to cover it. I don't know if they're going to have it this Sunday, but, you know, they they usually play the Saints pretty well. That's a pretty good rivalry down there in that region of the country. That, but um, So I'm taking the Falcons plus the 13. All right, and then we got the Ravens' 10-point uh, favorites over the still A.J. Greenless Cincinnati Bengals. And now Andy Dalton list because he'll be holding the clipboard. Yeah, now this game is interesting in that um, – First of all, it's a classic letdown game for the Ravens. If you look at over the years after they played Pittsburgh, <laughs> they're, they're, and AJ. <laughs> they're, they're, well, no, it's a letdown game regardless. I mean, they've they've <laughs> lost to some really bad teams after playing Pittsburgh. It wasn't Pittsburgh. It was New England, of course, and they, they opened a can on, on the Patriots. But this is a classic letdown game. Um, also, now, Ryan Finley, I've seen him. He's a four-year player. He started out at um, Boise State and then transferred to um, North Carolina State, which has a pretty good history of quarterbacks you got Jacoby Brissett now you got um, Russell Wilson who would be my MVP at this point and of course um, Philip Rivers and even if you go way back you got a guy that a guy once upon a time named Roman Gabriel who um, was with the Rams he's a four-time pro bowler he was an MVP he was comeback player of the year in 1973 with your Eagles so um, they have a history of that again it's a letdown game I think this guy is going to play better than people think he is uh, on the road, uh, a desperate team. I'm taking the Bengals plus the 10. Okay. Yeah, well, um, you know, when a new quarterback steps in the first game, if they're going to have some success, it's usually the first game. It's um, usually before, the first game. Before they say, you know, quote, unquote, to get some tape on the guy. So we'll exactly. see how this plays exactly. out. And, and last and, but not least. All- oh, go ahead. Well, it's also consistent with this thing I've been tracking, and it's really pretty amazing. I don't know if it's been like this every year, but – it was 4-2 and two last week. 
Teams with a first year, first time starter or backup, twenty six nine and two against the spread with nineteen outright wins. I don't expect them to win the game, but I think they're going to play reasonably well enough to cover ten. Okay. And last but not least, we have the Seahawks and the undefeated San Francisco 49ers. Uh, that's a six-point spread in this game. Who you got? Well, um, now, if people remember, about there was about a three, maybe four-year period where San Francisco and Seattle, as a rivalry, was on the level of Pittsburgh and, 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 and Baltimore. And I don't say that lightly as a Steeler fan, but it was really, really good for about a three-, four-year level a year. Yeah, it was definitely intense. It was it was up there. Um, now, the, the the kryptonite for any elite defense is either an elite downfield thrower, Marino against the Bears back in that 85 season, or a guy who would make plays with his legs. Now, Russell Williams isn't the pure passer Marino, but he's pretty good. And he certainly got the legs. So I think this is the kind of player that's going to be difficult for even an upper echelon defense like the 49ers to defend. Um, they brought in D.K. Metcalf as an emerging receiver, um, really playing well. Russ is and I got him on fantasy. I got him on fantasy before everybody found out. <laughs> you changed his last name. Can you? You called, him, you called him Russ Williams. Gave him a gave him a you know. A him a moniker, but it, yeah, it is Wilson. <laughs> they also brought in Josh Gordon, who whatever one whatever anyone wants to think of him, there's a reason teams keep giving him a chance. So I think they've got a, an expanded uh, offensive weaponry there. Not only do I think Seattle is going to cover, but I think this is my upset special of the week. Seattle takes down San Francisco. All right. So we shall see how it all plays out. Um, Again, uh, go to warroomsports.com and check out uh, Gus's latest article, especially if you've been having some trouble with some Internet trolls. of Of the sports kind, and that article is entitled Beware. The five traits of a sports troll. So make sure you go uh, read that, boardroomsports.com. All right, Gus, we will talk to you next week, good brother. All right. All right. Take care. Gus Griffin, everybody. All right, Jim, what, what happened this week while everybody was on the grind? Yes, sir. It's time to talk about what happened. While you were on the grind, and for those who don't know, maybe listening for their first time, uh, shame on you. But with that being said, while you want to grind, it's brought to you by Sports the Book. Bottom line, greatest sports book ever written. Where you can get it, sportsthebook.com, as well as warroomsports.com. Make sure you get that. But what happened while you were on the grind? Uh, and the first story I want to talk about is y'all man, Chris Carter, who should have hoed or should have used one of his follow guys, but. He's currently out at Fox Sports. Um, if you remember, he had a, a show. He had his own show with uh, LeBron's ball hugger. They uh, got up, you know, every morning and uh, entertained you guys. Neck. Um, but, you know, Chris Carter allegedly had issues because he didn't get a chance to really talk as much football as he wanted to with FS1. But, uh, you know, there's something else going here. There's something, that, there's something going on that hasn't been reported, in my opinion, at least. Um, yeah. You know, Spidey sensitive. There was some man. stuff floating around could, on social media. But, I could feel it in the air, man. But social media was kind of getting it wrong because they were referencing a very old story with Chris Carter. Back in 2013, when he was still with ESPN, he had gotten into a little bit of trouble there because he was having an affair with a makeup lady. 
it was the same makeup lady that accused Chris Berman of sexual harassment. So I guess Chris Carter probably told Chris Berman she was a freak. Chris tried to shoot his shot, and she was like, "Nah, only like black dudes." I'm, I just that whole second part. I just made that whole. Yo, thing, but <laughs> yo, the story yeah. was true. And the thing I was, was people along, like, "Yo, that's crazy." <laughs> people kept bringing that story up, so it started to spread on social media as if that was what was happening now. But, you know, I wanted to clear that up for any of our listeners who might think that it has anything to do with that. What I hear, like, you know, what Jimmy mentioned earlier, like the the little bit of noise that's coming out of it saying that Chris had a very heated exchange with some of the ex- executives over there because he was kind of perturbed about not being a part of Fox's Thursday night uh, studio show. So... Which, I, I don't know, like Chris Carter, that probably would be a good place for him to be, um, but he wasn't a part of that, and he didn't like it. So apparently they had some kind of uh, knockdown, drag-out, verbal altercation about it that put him on suspension earlier in the week because, you know, people who watched their show had first noticed that Chris had missed like Thursday and Friday of last week. So now, you know, the axe has dropped today and Chris is no longer with those guys. Do y'all think, you know, it'll be easy for him to find another job considering he was already I mean, with the other network? Y'all think they'll take him back? I mean, Chris, I know, I know Chris. He's going to be working at the Chris Atlantic. Chris has been a long-time listener. Chris is a long-time listener in the war room. So, Chris, if you listen out there, man, oh. you know, meet us at the Plaza Hotel. <laughs> no doubt. I got something for you. We're not trying to send you, you know God. Pro bono. Well, my thing is, my thing is, like, if you have Chris Carter, who's arguably, not for anybody there getting ready to cut me or cuss me out, who's arguably the second best receiver or third best or top five receiver to ever play football, why would you put him on your football show? <laughs> yeah. That, like, why, that why would, would, yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. If someone who has the, he, he, obviously you give him the morning show, so he has the ability to communicate, so... He's 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 good at uh you know hosting shows or what have you because he has his own show. He's a part yeah, of your yeah. network and he's asking I mean, he's asking to be unless he wanted more money too then you know but he's asking to be on um that show. Why would you utilize it? You have Chris Carter on your network like. Well. I don't even watch Thursday pregame show. I don't really. I don't even watch Sunday pregame shows anymore. But who, yeah. who's on it? I think it's um like uh what's the tight end name um. Gonzalez, Tony, Tony Gonzalez, and somebody else. I, and if I'm Chris, like for real, for real, I'd be upset too because I've seen Tony Gonzalez on TV. He's not that good. I'd be a Tony little myself. My man is butt cheeks on the mic. <laughs> Yo, Chris, but that's the thing. Yo, Chris, Chris is another one of those guys who has worked on his like worked on his craft like and has gotten He's better to the point where he can hold down his own show. Like Jalen hey. makes me. So does Shannon, even though he be having LeBron's uh, nut hairs as floss. Other than that, he, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yo, he, yo, he flossed yeah. before scrotum hair, yo. <laughs> he makes it, yo. Bull he makes floss. me cry. I, I'm, not even, I'm not even being funny when I say <clears throat> When Shannon first got on the air, he was somewhere between a runaway slave and a horse in front of the camera. And now, boy, yeah. straight, straight up articulate. 
Like I, I'm I'm so coming back around to Chris, salute to you for doing your best to uh put yourself in a in a situation to rise to the top. They held you down over on Fox. You should know the roots of Fox. Fox Sly Sports Fox. Sly Fox. Come on over to the real network and bring the mail with you. Yo. I still think I still feel as though there's something else going on. I mean that's just my opinion. Like yeah, the story sounds cool at all. It's something else. No, I just hope that. I just hope I just hope he I hope it's not Chris Carter's old issues, man, because he came a no. long way from uh his they old issues some, with the Eagles. Jimmy but trying I, to say they found some lines in the bathroom sink. Yo, no, I ain't yo, saying that. I'm saying that. I'm, 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 I'm gonna pray for the brother. Yo. I'm gonna pray they for the seen, brother and hope he, you know. They seen, they seen him and and Mike Irvin coming out one of the dressing rooms with smiles and red eyes, and uh, yeah, I just hope it's not that booger sugar, but you know, it's something else going on though. Booger said sugar. he needs to take Booger McFarland's spot. He said I can't take yo, it anymore. Speaking, yo, yo, Booger, yo, Booger McFarland, yo, Booger McFarland must be a nice guy. That's all I'm gonna say. Yo, He's probably he a is. nice, well-mannered young, young yo, man. Cause, uh, y'all think, y'all think, had he not gone back to the Cowboys, they would have brought Witten back? Cause he was even worse than Booger. Oh no, Whit, yo, J, yo, Witten was like having a wet napkin with a with a with a mouth drawn on it in front of the microphone. Yo, Whitten, terrible. <laughs> But a lot of those dudes are terrible, though. Yo, Chris, yo, Chris Collinsworth got worse. Like as the gears go on, he gets worse. That's I like Chris Collinsworth. Yeah, said, boy said, the other day, watching that play, man, it's either a first down or it's not a first down. Yo, I didn't need you to tell me that. That might have been some. Um, that might be some uh, some CTE kicking in. Nah, but he's done. Me. Collinsworth, oh, is, Collinsworth definitely gargling, and he'd be having some CTE moments, but he's nowhere near the level of okay. Booger, I'll Tony, be right back. and Witten. Yo, Booger, oh. Tony, and Witten are the absolute worst human beings on television. Like they no, need but to you be- know what though? It's, it's, it's levels to that though. Booger is by far the worst. Booger is like he must be a nice young man because I don't uh, like. I'm on like again. I spend way too much time on Twitter. Trying to ask yourself, at JW, at pay, JW the Blueprint. Who would, him, who would pay him to create but, such content? But my point, be all say, my point in saying that is when you on these tweets at JW the Blueprint and at Warren Sports follow. But uh, you see that during the games, people be coming at like no one likes it. I see. I've seen him trending before for how bad he is. I've talked to yeah, you guys. I talked to people in the group he's chat. Sure. Nobody seems to like Booger. Like no. He doesn't have any face. First of all, he's a grown man, and his name is Booger. So that lets you know. (laughs) But Booger is definitely worse than – he's worse than Tony, and he's worse than Jason Witten, and that ain't hard to – that's hard to be. He might be the the all-time worst. Of all all time, everywhere and anywhere? Yeah, he might be the the goat worst. Goat worst. Yeah, he's up there. He might be. He's up there. I'm thinking, I'm thinking right Who's now. I, ooh, Magic Johnson. I mean, only no, I say worse. No, no, you're right though. Magic, Magic doing basketball Magic. was terrible too. Magic doing basketball was, and it's un like it. I Magic doing basketball doesn't make sense because Magic's personality in front of people in the mic is like. But that's why. But that's but, why. That's why he's not as bad as Bird because Magic is like used to laughing. Magic was laughing like he couldn't believe he was getting paid to sit there and watch games and talk about it. Like, 
it, but it got to be yeah. annoying because why are you laughing all game long? Like, like stuff don't be funny. He just smiling and laughing. Yo, but, Booger, yo, Booger, Booger looks like they took someone from the Get Out movie and put him in front of the mic. <laughs> yo, yo, but we've been cooking Booger for a minute. I, I you know, and it, but I just want to say, like, you know, I hope Chris Collins. I'm, I'm telling the truth, and it ain't Collinsworth you got to worry about. It's yo. Mr. Collins. You just hey, said that the boy in the Get Out movie, man. <laughs> Don't he? Yo, you just said that. Man. Yo, he, that's what it reminds. Like, it's not really him. It's something else in his spirit as he's, like, in front of the camera. Like, yo, it ain't even real. Yo, Booker's so bad it ain't real. Like, it's not even real. Like, yo, what's going on? And your name is <laughs> and your name is Booker. And yeah, you with all that money. NFL, I got way more cack. Um, but yo, I don't know. People call you Booker. Yo, but let's move on, man. Chris Carter, man. I hope I'll be. I hope everything works out for you, man. I want to ask you a question about your man, um, Colin Kaepernick, the freedom fighter, man. Um, Mm -hmm. his thirty second birthday just passed, man, and he was out there feeding the homeless on his birthday, man. So Mm -hmm. his birthday was Colin Kaepernick, man. Yo. Oh, shout out to the boy. He he's gonna continue to do it, and as long as Nike keeps paying him a check in history, he might even end up with a gold jacket. Nah, I ain't gonna do that. But I ain't gonna go that far. But yo, dude is gonna end up on the right side of history, and that's all I can really say. That's all I can really say. There will be people. There will be people who actually have gold jackets who won't be remembered as long as him. Yeah, that's true. That's real rap. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, man. Yo. This cast, they letting the Hall of Fame that shouldn't be there. Shout out to you, Joe Dumas. But I like you can't <laughs> yo, really. Yo, 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 you can't yo, really. Yo, cooking everybody tonight, y'all. Know, like, yo, Beyonce must like either have something to drink at lunch today or something. He out here to cooking everybody. But uh, Broadway last story Joe. though, um, <laughs> Joe last Namath. story, man. Yo, yo, you know what? And I like Joe Namath. And this is one of those yeah. things where Jimmy and I we argue. But yo, Jimmy Wright, yo, why Joe Namath in the Hall of Fame? Man? For what? Oh, Joe for Namath who? is trash. He garbage. For, for, I don't even think he's completely trash, but it's like for, for wearing what? a fur coat and and yo, he shot at Susie. Yo, he shot at shot at Susie on national TV. You got you got getting credit for that. I mean, even though he was he was drunk off that water, but he still shot a shot at Susie though in front of the world. Didn't get canceled either. He back. Yo, yo, he shot a shot in front of the whole world though. Drunk and didn't get fired. That's white privilege. Chris Carter just wanted a job and they got rid of him. Yo, <laughs> yo Chris Carter got fired for asking for more work. <laughs> <laughs> yo, Joe Namath grabbed their butt on the air. Not really. Chris Carter say, yo, I, I'm, I'm willing to work another show. They say, yo, get out of here. Yo, we fired. <laughs> how, about, how about you? How about you work no shows? Yo, you gonna do it for free. My man, my man Joe Namath, my man Joe Namath was ready to whip it out soft on Susie. You will not be the face of our network. <laughs> and, they, and they was like, "Come on back, Joe. Come on back." Yo, yo, yo Black Bear got fired for asking for more work, cause yo. Anyway, um, stay your ass in your place. <laughs> you want to do what? You gonna you gonna work the job we gave you? You want more? How about this? How about you have no work? <laughs> Yo, Chris, that's yeah. why you WRSTN, man. We have way more fun, and we not slop fox. Oh my god! Yo, um, 
be honest with you. Yo, Disney Plus is on the way, yo. It's, it's about to be a game changer. Yeah. It drops next week. Right. And this is sports related because they own ESPN. And one of their <laughs> – Dev, I found out that if you get the bundle, you can't get the uh, the early bird cheap jump. So you got to pick one or the other, which is Hold on, I heard yeah. one they already got me for the early bird joint like two months ago, so I got three years for like um hundred and sixty nine dollars or something like a little. Yeah, we're still sitting on that offer no. right now. We trying to figure out whether we gonna push no. that button or not. No. But see what I'm gonna do then? Huh? I'm just gonna see. I'm gonna see what it's hitting for, and when that when that early bird is up, and maybe I'll get the other stuff. Maybe I'll bundle him up. But no, I heard bundle and. I heard bundle and bird in the same uh, sentence. I'm from Philly. I grew up in the night. I mean, what is it hitting? <laughs> yo, yo, this is not, this is not, uh, this is not, we're not talking that talk. We're not talking in code right now. We're talking literally. Yeah, you remember how Netflix started? It was basically a glorified, like, mail. I'll, I'll mail you this blockbuster. It was just mailing was you fire. rental DVD. And what Netflix is now, it's like Disney Plus is trying to start off damn near where Netflix is now. They said they're going to have 500 movies, 7,500 TV episodes, and they're already going to have like two or three of their own um, series, starting with The Mandalorian, if you're a Star Wars fan. The whole thing is I have to get it just because of that. I have to give you know, it. But B, Here, like, here's the thing, though, right? When you first started hearing stuff about this, you're like, oh, man, well, you know, I got kids. I got to get it. But, yo, I'm looking at the stuff that they have. Like, this ain't got nothing to do with no kids no more. I mean, the thing about Disney, the thing about Disney is Disney has 100 years of content that they can pull from. Like, right. like act, there's so many things act, that Disney like, owns the right to. like you don't know Disney owns a porno studio. Come on, Sam. But <laughs> here's the thing, though. That's a, But that, that that's where it gets to be interesting, though, B. Austin, because they the fact pay, of the matter is, they're still a Disney, they're still a Disney brand. So there's certain things that they're not going to be able to put on their platform that Netflix can. Like Netflix could, could drop a, a, they could drop a, a stand-up comedy special with someone, you know, like they, like Disney couldn't have dropped the Dave Chappelle joint. Like they just couldn't have because they're Disney, right? Which is why they're trying to be strategic with this whole Hulu joint. You're gonna start seeing all the filth on Hulu and all the family stuff on Disney. Watch. They're going to put all the filth, far and filth over there on Hulu. Yo, of, they got the whole Marvel library. They got the whole Star Wars library. Damn, they own everything. So Hulu, Jay, Timmy, what you saying? Basically, Hulu is going to stop showing black-ish and show blacked or blacked raw. They're going to start showing Booty Talk 74. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole joke. Yo, uh, yo, yo, salute to her though. I know she listens. She's a long time listener. But listen, um Absolutely. thing is though, uh <laughs> the thing is though, Dev, the one thing Netflix does have a head start on is like the I the, the creating the new original content. I was reading something the other day. They said Netflix Netflix is dropping like four pieces of content per week now. They're putting so much money in original content. So like Disney has Disney got the back catalog, but Netflix is like we got the right now. Um, you know, letting our hands go. We we shooting our shot, so it's gonna be mm-hmm. interesting. The one thing I like about all this, and um, salute to Apple too with the Apple TV Plus, because that one show on there is fire called C. Um, I want all these cats to keep rumbling because as long as they rumble each other, they, you know, as a consumer, I'm like y'all keep rumbling each other, and keep lowering everything. 
Yeah, keep the prices down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't be in this. You can't be in this fight trying to charge everybody all crazy. So yeah, I, I can't wait. wait. Keep rumbling each other. Uh, November twelfth yeah. is on. Now Disney cut the check for all this advertising we just did for y'all. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm saying it work for free. Anyway, man, let's. In our newest segment, um, this date in sports history on November 7th, 1991. This was a big day in history. I know this was a big day for you, Jimmy, because this was your favorite player of all time. This is the date that Magic Johnson announced his retirement from the NBA due to the HIV virus he had contracted. He's November seventh, nineteen ninety one, and I can remember it like <laughs> yesterday. I remember exactly where I was, exactly where I was sitting. That was a, that was crazy. That was crazy to see Magic. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah, I definitely you know. Yeah. I, y'all know. I remember. I remember that, man. It was. It was yeah, definitely it wild, man. I can't believe that much time has passed. Still ain't got it. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but I want to know how he got rid of it. I don't know if I say this. He, he acts so holy. I mean, he, he right. made love to every girl in every city in, in America, and he had AIDS. And when he had those AIDS, I went to my synagogue, and I prayed for him. I hoped he Big Magic Johnson. What has he done? Well, he has, he's a business person. He, uh, he's got AIDS. Did he do any business? I'd like, did he help anybody in South L.A.? What's wrong with this dude? Yo, this guy, my man. Yo, he keeps highlighting that. Yo, he's got AIDS. Like, that erases all of his business. He's got AIDS. The craziest part part about this story is a new story dropped today in the national news. They said, yo, it's a whole new strand of AIDS out there, man. So I'm just just saying that because, you know, a lot of of men of a certain age listen to our show. I'm just telling y'all to be careful out there because... It's I hope that don't mean that. They got. I hope that don't mean that AIDS is airborne now. People coughing AIDS stop, on you. Know, they bring out going new AIDS in 2019. Stop yeah, going to Brazil. Now, man. Tactics, man. Stop going Yo, to Brazil. Cancel that. Yo, I said the first new strain in 19 years. I'm not even Yo. trying to like read up on it now and get all nervous. I mean, I ain't got nothing Yo. nervous about. Yo, yo, man, man, unless, yo, unless it is airborne, that's we need outbreak monkeys running around here. They out here, they out here giving out a whole new strand now, man. You, 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 you try to, you know, you try to make, you try to make tender love to a young lady, and you just die on the spot. <laughs> yo, <laughs> she so be you. safe out there, gentlemen. That's all I'm. I'm just saying that for 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 the men listening to our show, man. I need y'all to be safe out there, man. You know what I'm saying? Be safe. Um. <laughs> Yeah, man, but know, definitely I, won't forget that story, man. I mean, you, you're about to get in trouble, though. You're going to tell these ladies to be safe, too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, everybody be safe out there, man, because, you know, some of these dirty dudes, I mean, y'all all got to make better choices out there, man. Stop living reckless, man. Dirty dudes, nothing with these dirty women. How would you know? <laughs> <laughs> Passing it on, making everybody dirty. All right, yeah. yeah. All y'all shout out, shout out to Magic, stop being, man. Still kicking. Stop being dirty. Magic then gained like 200 pounds since then. Um, he's a billionaire at this point, so shout out to Magic. He is that dude. Speaking of Magic Johnson and Los Angeles Lakers, 
Uh, let's go to the phone line. We got Rob calling in from Cali. Rob, what's going on, man? Can you hear me? Yes, A-K-A. Yo, it's your boy Rob, a.k.a. Yeah, the only time I get blue balls with a chick got blue lipstick. But good, man. How y'all doing? <laughs> Let him know, Rob. <laughs> what up, man? Yeah, they got, they got that new stuff they ain't got to worry about my Jenny, man. My stuff stay protected like the Secret Service, man. But what's good? How y'all doing? Man, we good money, Rob. Money. You know, man, it's, I can't believe I, I never thought I would say this. I never thought I would ever say this. But you know what? I might get myself a LeBron jersey. You know, if the Lakers pull this one off, I, I it's kind of hard for me to I can't believe I just said that. You know, um... I, you know, they're playing. They're playing all right so far. I want to get. I'm gonna get pissed mid-season because I know the coaches are gonna give him the load management. It's gonna piss me off. But you know, they've been doing good so far. Load management. Huh? Nothing. Yeah. And 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 and. Huh? Who's that breathing on the mic like that? I don't know. He getting that. All right, go ahead, Rob. Come on, man. You too many calls. I do. I tugging. I'm on. On a bike. You on a bike? Yo, yo. I know. All right, well, make a quick point, man, because the bike is is not good for audio, man. What what you want to say real quick? Don't blame it on corners, man. It ain't I, the Eagles I, on the bike. Okay, okay, okay. I will say this. Um, I told you so with the wide receivers with the Eagles. I told y'all and people said I was crazy. We should trade for Jarvis Landry. We should trade for El- Eldell Beckham Jr. Hey, man, what the hell are you talking about? Who did you tell from? You stay trying you know, to like some of them people. You ain't tell nobody nothing. And you, can't, you, like you, just you just can't just say you, you should have traded trade for this guy. You should have traded for that guy. Do you think making a trade is that easy? Oh, we the Eagles. We're calling you, so you have to trade this guy to us. You don't think the Yo, Eagles you tried should to trade for Odell Beckham Jr.? You can just call and trade for anybody you want. Yeah, you don't trade. You didn't tell anybody They all need somebody. Right, right. They need somebody. They need somebody. We need somebody. We need somebody. We need. Yeah, okay, but this is, but this is the thing. Howard Roseman told y'all earlier in the season if somebody is available, he's going to check on it. No matter what. You just can't call somebody, Rob Layard, right, give me this dude. Like, like, it's not that easy, dude. This is not video game. You can't do it. What if they weren't trading those guys? The trade deadline has passed. You don't think a ton of people called Cleveland about Odell Beckham? You don't think a ton of people called them about Jarvis Landry? You got inside information. Yo, y'all fans be tripping, man. And then somebody just told somebody so. What are you talking about? How we tried to get the dude from Jacksonville. He tried to make the corner. It was too expensive. He tried to get there. No one even took it when the Eagles called for him. Be Austin. Be Austin. Be Austin. You're a skills guy. You're a skills guy. 
Do you think that it's worth getting a shutdown corner? It's worth two first round picks. Come on, man. No, I, I, more, I mean, it's worth more than I'd give up more for a corner than a receiver. Hell, yeah, I would too. Yeah, I this dude was on social media the other day when Deshaun, when Deshaun Jackson went on IR. This dude said, "Oh, it's over now." Like the season's <laughs> over because Deshaun Jackson. Yo, you really be thinking you know what you're talking about. You're talking about I told you so. Yo, yo that's the sweetest hey, comment Rob, I've ever seen. Yo, hey, Rob. Wait, who who is they want to who's the Eagles? Somebody need to charge that. Who was the Eagles? Who was the Eagles all-world receiver when they won a Super Bowl a couple years ago? They're all trash now. Nelson Aguilar. I don't know what yo. happened. Nelson wasn't trash yeah, he, since he came into the league? Yo, they was trash then. He's been trash. No, he was he he had eight touch. He was one of the, at He's at that season. That season, that season. Wait, the season we won the Super Bowl. He was one of the, he was the best slot slot receivers in the game. Was he yo, really one of the best? He had like eight touchdowns. Yo, yo, hey, Rob, yo, Rob, stop playing. Slot receiver in the game. No, no, I didn't say the game. I said he the was never the best anything at any time. What are you talking about? The slot receivers and slot receiver. He was the best slot receivers. We heard you, dog. We heard what season. you said. It's still, it's still silly. Yo, who was the best at that receiver at any spot in any league? Anywhere, even little league. It was yo, not. Yo, yo, you and, said he was and, the and, best. And Alshon and, and Jeffrey is. I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know. He's getting old. I know what's going on. He's old. We Rob, need, we need Rob, to, we're Rob, a running Rob. football team right now. Right. Yes, that's, I'll take that. What's wrong Rob. with that? According, 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 according to what I'm looking at, the year the Eagles won a Super Bowl, the top-rated slot receiver was Tyreek Hill. Then was Keenan Allen, um, Tyler Boyd, Adam Thielen. Like, all these guys were ranked way ahead of your guy. Like, he wasn't even in the top five. What are you talking about? Yo, is he? I know that, he didn't that, say that, Aguilar, that, the top slot receiver. I know he didn't just say that. We got Jul- Julian Edelman also, Cole Beasley, Doug Baldwin, Willie Sneed, Muhammad Sanu. Like, yo, what are you? Oh, well, 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 whatever. Carson Wentz made him look good. But anyways, <laughs> I, yo, that, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yo, my man make an yo, argument. Uh, you tell him it's wrong. You say whatever. No, you're <laughs> right. No, you're right. You're right. Hold on a second. For record, I say, I'm saying I'm saying you're right. The defense, I was gonna leave that alone because I exhausted myself about the defense. They should trade it for Jalen Ramsey. No, you didn't. All oh my you god, did was you just said it again. They should have traded for Jalen. Rob, did they not try to trade for Jalen Ramsey? There were six million reports that the Eagles called them every week. Would you stop acting like you can just call somebody and they say, okay, you can have them? It's not that easy. Rob, Rob, you act like everybody's supposed to do what the Eagles want them to do. Like, right. like, Who the hell call is around, like, yo, give me him. Give me him. Like, this fantasy football. Yo, I got him. But, 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 here's, but here's, here's my argument, and I just want to say one quick thing before I go. Here's Ain't nobody trying to help the Eagles? Because, 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 because me and Dev go back and forth. Like, I understand. No, we don't. Howie how how Roseman. Is is responsible for bringing for drafting the guys and bringing the guys right, but the coaches decide who gets placed where. They have to go to him and say, "Listen, 
We need help. These none of these corners can cover. Not even Russell Douglas. He can't even be out Ronald Darby or Jalen Mills, who's still trash. These guys have not gotten better. They're not going to get better. They're not going better. Uh, we won the Super Bowl with them. Why are you always talking about the corners? The corners haven't changed. It's the D line and the linebackers. Tell them yeah, it's their job. Yo, it's they, not they, they won't. They won't draft any. Yes, they, they were. They gave up 500 yards. They let Tom Brady walk all over them. No, you're right. You're right. But they won't draft any linebackers. They won't draft. No, we oh. draft linemen. That's what we do. We we build from the inside out. Yes, that's that's the right way to do things. Like you're over, <laughs> over infatuated with these corners and do yo. Get good fat no, guys. I just, feel, I, just, I just find it funny that you feel like the rest of the league is supposed to just help you because you feel like they need, right. like, this they should have traded for him. Everybody should have come and give it for Jesus. Oh. They should have traded for, like, like yo, dude. They, they should have traded, they should have traded for Aaron Rodgers. Yo. <laughs> yeah, like, come on, man. Everything is so <laughs> easy. So we, we, we oh, holler at you next week, though. All right. Oh. All, all I gotta say is shout 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 out to uh Tobias, you know, for his honesty. And shout out to I ain't gonna say his name because is that, that nerd that blocked me. Hey man, quit quit being so sensitive. <laughs> to me, he's a bottle cat emotional lesbian. That's all I gotta say, man. Oh, oh, no. Yeah, I'll let you next week, man. Yeah, yeah he's talking about Fred. He said Fred blocked me on social media. Yo, <laughs> he said Yo, he blocked me. <laughs> Yo, yo, the funny thing is, right, I saw them going at it, but and the crazy part is, Rob was right. Fred was tripping. Yo, because it was a post, it was a post, B. Austin, right, where someone was criticizing Brady. So, you know, Fred came with his cape on. And oh, Fred you said, talking about on our page? And yeah, I just Fred actually said, defended Fred Rob said, on that. And Fred never said that. Yeah, Rob back. was actually right. Fred going to say, yeah. Fred going to say, that wasn't a bad pass. I mean, he was throwing off his back foot. Huh? He said he's going off his back foot to the middle of the field. I'm like, Fred, that's the oh, epitome that's the of a bad pass. Like some people can do that very well, but throwing off your back foot, that's bad Yo, pass 101. Hold on, though. Hold on, though. Rob Slander, <laughs> but, Brady, and Fred Strait blocked him. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but the thing, you, Yo. the thing was, if you read that whole thread, though, Yo, everybody was copping pleas for Brady. Damn, it was one throw. This dude can make a bad throw. It was one throw. And yo, people I, I told you, man. I told you, it's not these particular athletes. It's the culture we live in, yo. Like being unmanly. Like yo, being unmanly is is in, man. I, I, I you know, these dudes, man. Yo. <laughs> anyway, man. Real quick though, let's let's talk about some hoops things real quick before we get out of here, man. And the yeah. NBA wrap is brought to you by Digital Stream Technology. Bottom line is, you need a website. Hit up digitalstreamtech.com or call them at two six seven two zero five four two zero three. Salute to do Extreme Tech and thank them for their support of the show. But uh, or if you quick, can't man, afford um, Digital Extreme Tech, y'all should just trade for a better website. True. <laughs> yo, ask yo, ask another website. website. Yo, give me your website. Yeah, just give me your website. <laughs> yo, hit up Zuckerberg and say, yo, I want Facebook. Give me Facebook. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and trade up Facebook. <laughs> yo. Real quick, man, in lieu of everyone being asked about Lowe's management due to Kawhi's absence Wednesday night versus the Bucks, Michael Jeffrey Jordan says the Hornets are paid to play 82 games because he, he, he ain't about that Lowe's management conversation, man. 
He he like look. Man. Everybody talking about low management. I ain't with that. I ain't with that. You get paid to play eighty two. You gonna play eighty two? Um, yeah. I, man, I mean, y'all already know how I feel about it, but the topic keeps coming up, and it came up again because Kawhi Leonard, excuse me, sat out on the national TV game, second one of the season already against the Milwaukee Bucks. Like we know, these are big ticket games right here. Kawhi Leonard versus, um, you know, the Greek Freak. And the thing was, remember the league came out last year and said that, you know, no players were allowed to do that. But the league is even out here copping pleas for Kawhi right now saying that, you know, Kawhi is nursing a bad knee. And the thing is, Kawhi never said that. Uncle Dennis How never you said that. So it was basically Kawhi, said, Kawhi one, of your newest, like one of your newest and biggest superstars basically calling your bluff, crapping in the face of some rule that you tried to make that he feels is bogus and he's doing what he wants and now it's to the point where you know you're so afraid of what the consumer is going to say and think you're even copping pleas for him when he's basically spitting in your face but this low management thing man I, you know I, I hate to sound like the the old dude that can't change but yo these dudes get way more money than uh players of old they have way more you know Modern medicine is crazy. They get way more care. Like everything is better for them. And 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 if you think this is the the way to go about winning a championship, you know that's one thing. But at the same time, you know Kawhi, I think he's thinking, well, look what happened last season. But like, really, was it load management or was it how everything opened up for them once the playoffs started? You know what I'm saying? You 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 went through the East and then got to a Golden State team who you would have been prohibited underdogs to, and they basically just fell apart at the seams by injury, like what they're doing this year in the regular season as well. But but he's using yeah. that as ammunition. It's like, you know, look what happened last year. I, and the team, I'm, I'm, I, I, I definitely think. I think that this estrogen culture in sports is inexcusable, but I heard I heard an interesting um, theory, and I just want to get you guys' thoughts on it. So what, someone has put forth the reason that these guys are load managing now in the pros is that AAU culture brings a level of, quote-unquote, professional uh, to the game so early that these guys are playing year round earlier and earlier, starting at yeah. We we we've actually talked about that. We've actually talked and about that, that on here. Is that is that is that a legitimate I, that a legitimate thing? Like they're load managing because their bodies are tired, more tired and fatigued than they should be I at the. I think it's something to be looked into in terms of how early and how often we have kids playing like sports, or whatever. But at the same time. Um, I, I find this funny, but I, I, you know, Kawhi, in a weird way, is like the biggest gangster to me. Like Kawhi, like I know the whole low management thing is interesting to me, but Kawhi specifically just makes me laugh because he literally doesn't. You know how some people say, "I don't care what nobody about me." He's the only person I actually believe when he says that. Like, he really I, he's the it. only one I, I I really believe that. Like he, and the thing I like about Kawhi is like he don't do no talking. He's all about action. He's about that action, boss. When he does play, he's the best dude on the court. And then he'd be like, yo, I ain't playing today. It was actually a rumor that he had this negotiated as part of him coming to the Clippers. Like, yo, I'm right. I'm, I'm a part-time employee. Playing a certain amount of game, full-time. And you got to go get Paul <laughs> yo, Jones. <laughs> yo, 
My man is a part-time employee, cuz. Yo. Yeah. And and B, that and the fact that a he didn't even argument? care that. Oh, good, Jim. I would say he don't even care the fact that they had a national game, Greek freak. He like, yo, I'm I'm stick to my schedule. I just yeah. don't care what any of y'all think. He and, don't even care that the composer, said y'all can't load man load manage on national TV games. Fuck yeah. Yo, he literally <laughs> he literally he literally is giving everybody the finger and not even caring about the repercussions of it because when he does play, he knows that he's the best dude out there. This in a weird way, Kawhi's Kawhi is like arrogant. It's like it's like I don't even know how to put it. It's like arrogance, but not like cockiness. Like it's like yo, I'm the best player. You're not gonna do anything about it. Like it's what like it do, baby. it's like yo, what it do, baby? <laughs> no, but I think B. Austin. I think the whole AAU. I don't know. I mean, I don't the the word legitimate, the semantics of it. Like I don't know because. Okay, these kids do play a lot in this whole AAU culture, but at the same time, these kids play in air-conditioned gyms. You know what I'm saying? Players of old played probably the same, you know, if not, you know, they probably put the same or if not more mileage on their body, but they were doing it on hard-ass black tops. That stuff is non-forgiving to your knees, your joints, your ankles, and all that kind of stuff. So even though the AAU culture has these kids playing all the time, it's still more of a pampered environment. A lot of these kids coming up now who are making it to the NBA never play basketball outside a day in their life. Like, yo, I mean, that's somewhat true, Dev, but at the same time, like some of those cats you talk about from the old school, like I watched them in their old life and they barely can, they barely could walk and they had all had knee replacements. So, I mean, you know, what it do, maybe, well, not, I'm, see, you, Dog, you're going even in basketball. Back. You're going back to them cats who used to run and, and canvas shoes no. and all that kind of stuff. No, I'm talking about like I mean, I'm you got cats out there now. Like that. I heard Stephen Jackson talking about it. Stephen Jackson's still running ball. I mean, I don't know what he's yeah. gonna look like when he's older, older. But he's one of the dudes who was saying the same thing. He's like, man, we used to play ball every day, like all day. I'm talking about all you did in your life. I mean, we had players in our eighties. Where that's all we did when we were supposed to be doing other no, stuff. I, I, I get that, but it's a, different, it's a difference in playing pickup games and playing like organized ball with expectations. Not making an excuse for them because at the I end of the day, like MJ said, you like out said, you Ain't nobody calling nothing but you. No, like MJ said, you're getting paid. So I get that point, but I also get Kawhi's point where you work your way up to being the best in the league, and you tell everybody else FOH and deal with it. And I find that to be utterly gangster, hilarious, and amazing because well, the of the league is Kawhi dealing with it because of how they are here copping please for him. But I ain't, I ain't with it. Yo, yo, my man, my man said, yo, my man said I want to chip in Toronto, and now I refuse to play full time. I'm a part time player, but you're gonna pay me thirty million a year to be a part time player, and you're gonna enjoy the fact that I'm a part time player. Yeah, I mean, because you know, you still, you also have to think from a consumer perspective. How do these people feel? Like, okay, there's some people with season tickets. They're always gonna get a shot. But how do you? How do some people feel when they didn't stay saved up all their chips because, oh my God, I get to see Kawhi come to town. I get to see LeBron come to town, and these dudes are a healthy scratch. They got to do something. I, well, I read something where they were like you, uh, somebody proposing they should put insurance on the tickets or something like that. But then hey, the NBA gonna you, lose you, a ton of money. 
you you, you like vote that. with your dollar, doggy. So my thing is, if you don't like it, like fact of the matter is, load management isn't going away. It's here to stay. So stop going to the games. Like that's even hard too, dollar, though, because know? a lot of these people are buying their tickets off the secondary market from other people. So the dollars are already spent. Whether exactly. whether I go to you know NBA Exchange it, or go to somebody cat, and buy those cat, tickets. Yo, Most of the people selling the tickets are season tickets. Yeah, exactly. So they'll stop doing that. They'll stop buying season tickets. They not the because they don't get to like, see the cats most of the time. Unless you know, unless you, unless you unless you're a season ticket holder well, in a straight up garbage market like Memphis, and the only reason you got season tickets is to see the stars come in, then that could be a thing. But if you you know if you're a well, Clipper fan and you got season tickets, you get to see the ball all the time. You don't care if he misses. Well, a guess couple. what? As as a season as a season ticket holder anywhere, you know this is part of it. So that's that's just, this is part of like, it's almost like a real injury. You got it's real injuries and fake injuries. Those are all part of the game now. Anyway, at least they can lie. Y'all. y'all know that's my position. At least lie. Don't, don't just be like no. I'm low managing. Leave I lie. think I think I think the Kawhi movie hey. is hilarious. Oh, we gotta get out of here, man. Yo, shout to yeah. everybody who, uh, who hit us up on all social media platforms. Shout to Gus. Shout to Frank. Listen, man, catch us back here next week. That's the bottom line because I said so. Catch everything that we do at warroomsports.com, and you can get my book there as well, warroomsports.com or sportsthebook.com. As we always say, listen, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we'll see you chumps on top. War Room Sports.
www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it. <laughs>